This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, bitches. Welcome to Resting Bitch Face. I've got my podcast guestie here, Justine. Woop woop. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh my God, I can't wait to talk about this. Uh, finally finished Most Hated Man on the Internet last night. Finally, because I've been working and doing other crap. Uh, it was great. I loved it. What did you think about the last two episodes? It was insane. It was so good. Uh, there's there's a lot to get into. I'm still shocked that you didn't know about this. It is so your scene. I don't understand how you didn't know. However... I do remember his girlfriend, though, because when they were showing the flashback pictures of her, I was like, she was MySpace famous. Yeah. Well, and she I didn't know that. I thought she was just famous for being his girlfriend. See, that's the thing. I'm wondering if it's that or if, like, I'm getting the lines blurred there. But I definitely remember her from the MySpace days. Oh, wow. OK, maybe that could be possible. I, I only knew her from dating him. So... Um, she seems pilled out AF, don't you think? Holy shit. Yeah. If she's, she's so out of it. If she's not, then she's just definitely one of those people that talks with a monotone voice and sounds like they're always like, like you said, drugged up or like. But she even has like dead eyes. Like, uh, like she just seems totally out of it. It's weird. She does. And I mean, do you want me to say what I think about her situation now? Because I do have a lot of opinions uh, about that. Yeah. What do you think? Okay. So in the show, she says that she looked at her MySpace inbox and didn't realize there was a folder for hidden requests from people that you weren't friends with, similar right. to what we have today on Instagram, right? And I, I just don't believe that she had never opened up that folder before and had never viewed that because if you are on MySpace 24 hours a day almost which I'm sure she yeah. was you fucking know that you've opened that before she was very much making herself seem like a victim in the situation uh -huh. and I don't doubt that she was a victim to him to some extent because he definitely is like a manipulative person but I just think that once everything once shit hit the fan and he was going to get raided and all this stuff that's when all of a sudden she decided that wow, he's wrong for what he's doing and I need mm -hmm. to leave. I think that she didn't care until the legal stuff started happening. I definitely think there's some people in this documentary that are full of shit, for sure. Um, specifically, butthole girl, but we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> oh, no pun intended. I didn't even mean that. Wow. Um, <laughs> butthole girl. <laughs> but I, so I think she was talking about Facebook. I think all of this social media interactions go between Facebook and Twitter because this was 2011, 2010. Mm. And so I think it was definitely, like, it was that Facebook filtered messages folder, which some people don't know about. But for someone who's really big on social media, it is hard to believe that she didn't know that that existed. So, but let's get into it. I mean, so this is episode two and three is what we're going to talk about today. Episode two opens... 
Charlotte Lodge, she is not stopping just because her daughter's pictures are off the site, which again, we admire that. She's she's working around the clock. She wants to take Hunter down. So she again says that she contacted 40 victims and finds out that about 40% of them had never sent their pictures out. I know that there it's been proven that there was hacking going on in this situation, but I think I do think that sometimes people will say they were hacked when they weren't. They sent those pictures out. I mean, we've all sent nudes before, except maybe Jody because she's an angel. Jody doesn't send nudes. Um, everybody else, I think the rest of us has sent out nudes before, and I can understand why you would lie if you ended up on this website and say like I didn't send those I've been hacked maybe you don't want your family or your friends to know so I do think that some of them lied but obviously it's been proven that there was hacking happening there was a situation that I went through when I was probably like 19 years old and it was with this guy that I was seeing for like I don't know four or five months or something and him and I Mm -hmm. had gotten to a huge fight and he was going around telling everybody that he has like nude pictures of me and all of this stuff and I was like no he doesn't because I've never sent him any nudes like no way and he ended up sending them out to people Um, my face wasn't in them but I knew that they were me and I was like oh shit I did send him the nudes you know like (laughs) sometimes if you've had too much to drink or something and like you know fortunately enough for me like nothing had come of that and since that whole situation he's apologized to me and all that stuff but it definitely does happen oh yeah and this could happen to anyone I think that's why people are so upset about it is it could happen to anyone we've all been in situations in relationships with people that we trusted and we thought it was gonna last or it would be okay And you find out that person's not who you thought it was. They were. And then it ends up being a revenge porn situation or just drama within your friend group. It happens. It could happen to anyone. And I think that was what was so scary to people in this situation, that it could be you, especially with the hacking, knowing that you're not safe just because you didn't send your photos out. You still could end up on this website is very scary. Um... Something that I noticed that just I could not stop thinking about, like Charlotte and her husband, Charles, they don't seem like a good match at all. Like she's feisty and wild at heart. And he's like an old lame excuse for an attorney. How does a lawyer not care about what's going on? He literally did not care that his stepdaughter was on this revenge porn website. What a fucking asshole. I hate that guy. I was not fond of him either, and I was also very confused. However, I think they kind of suggested in the documentary that it was more about, it was kind of the newer days of the internet, like it wasn't the brand brand new days of the internet, but it wasn't like how how it all the internet is today, where like, you know for a fact that once something is up there, you're you're never getting it down. It's like there forever. And I think at the time, maybe he didn't realize the extent to like how popular the website was or anything. I'm not defending him. I'm just saying like, there's probably reasons why he's such an idiot. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, if you think about it in old people terms, like imagine if you opened up the newspaper and your stepdaughter was like naked in the center of it. Like, yeah. would you care then? I mean, I don't know. He just sucked. And I think that she had to have only married him for the money because what else is there? He doesn't seem like he has a personality. He doesn't seem like he cares about anything. 
He's like just an old lame dude and she had to have married him for money. That's my assumption. How did how did he even find out? Because I um, remember them saying at first she kept it from him. But she's contacting reporters. Sorry, what'd you say? How did he find out? Because I do remember her saying that at first she had kept it from him. Uh, that mm-hmm. she was on the website because she was embarrassed. So how did he even find out about it? I think uh, she had contacted the FBI and things were really getting intense. And then I think maybe after she figured out about hacking happening, she ended up telling him. Mm. They did end up telling him. So that's how he found out. Okay, makes sense. Um, but it didn't matter because he didn't do anything about it because he sucks. So uh, Charlotte contacts the reporters. She wants to get the word out that a lot of the victims seem to have been hacked. They don't believe her. Uh, Charlotte decides to post a blog about her findings. I loved this whole sequence. She felt so good about herself. She's like, I'm going to go to a, a strip a strip hotel in Vegas and use their business center and create this blog so that they can't trace the IP back to me and it'll be totally anonymous. And she writes this whole blog and she posts it and she's up uploading And somebody, probably Hunter, had to have had a Google alert set up whenever he was mentioned. And so she's refreshing the page to see if she's getting any views. And suddenly this whole thing pops up and it's like, you've been hacked. She's locked out of her account. I mean, I just thought that was kind of funny because she felt so good about herself, about how she was just going to blow this shit wide open. (laughs) He's like, fuck you, bitch. Uh, You're done. So she gets completely locked out. And uh, then there's this reporter. So the Village Voice reporter, her name's Camille Dodero. She is assigned for her first article. I thought that was kind of crazy. It's her first article with the Village Voice. And they assigned for her to go out with Hunter Moore in New York City, interview him, like party with him and get the full scoop on what's going on. So Charlotte actually contacts her to discuss the hacking. And, you know, they're showing some clips of partying, of of Hunter's partying and him DJing and all this shit. I feel like such a garbage person because seeing this video footage and the pictures of the parties makes me wish I was there. It honestly looks like a lot of dirty, raunchy fun that I probably would have really enjoyed in my early 20s. What did you think? Did that make you be like, shit, that looks like a good time. I kind of want to be there. Uh, Yeah, because it very much reminds me of, and I said this the last episode we did, the slut whisperer, very similar yeah. energy where like, girls would go to these events and get encouraged to flash their boobs and stuff like that. And then, you know, I I, I don't know if any of that happened with Hunter, but with at least Kirill, girls would then get embarrassed that they were all over his blog and, you know. Yeah, probably when they sobered up. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, can't blame them. It was so funny that we talked about that because I was at work the other night and one of my coworkers' girlfriends was there and she was wearing an Assholes Live Forever hoodie. Oh my God, what's that? I know. It was like the little Playboy bunny, but it said like Plague Boy and it was Assholes Live Forever. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, that looks so familiar. What is that from? And she was like, oh, it was this guy named the Slut Whisperer. I'm like, oh my God, what are the odds? 
I know. What are the odds? What are the odds? That's so I got funny. all excited about. It. Then we started talking about his Snapchat and everything. We started about talking about Hunter more. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> really the modern videos. day Hunter. I know, I know, and I see these videos, and I'm like, I would have fucking loved to be at those parties. I probably would have been like flashing him. I probably would have been partying and getting crazy just like them. It looked like so much fun. Um, but so she's partying with him and she's writing this article about how crazy his followers are and how women are totally into him. And it just seems like a good time. But it's obviously got very dark underto- undertones. So I honestly believe that part of the undoing of Hunter Moore was the fact that he was so cocky. He really like fucked himself over because he goes on Anderson Cooper and Anderson Cooper interviewed him next to two victims of the site. And he's like, basically like, eh, I don't know these people. And if you don't want these photos on the internet that you shouldn't have taken them and people go nuts. They hate him. He's suddenly got so like a thousand times more attention than he ever would have had if he wasn't on that show. One thing goes, that one of the guys up. said on there, it was, um, I forget his name, but it was the guy with like the Australian accent or something. He was like a music journalist who was talking about yeah. it throughout the documentary. He said that the internet personality doesn't always translate to mainstream media. Mm-hmm. And that's the perfect example because even the clips they were showing of him was like, whoa, this doesn't even feel like the same energy, the same person almost. Uh huh. Especially when you're going to someone like Anderson Cooper. That's not your audience. Maybe like MTV, something like that. But like Anderson Cooper, that's not going to be people that are like us and are like, shit, that looks like fun. <laughs> exactly. That's going to be people that are like, oh, the debauchery. Oh, my God. Disgusting. He should have gone on like Jerry Springer or something like that. That would have been great. He would have had like a whole new fan base. <laughs> yeah. Which speaking of, Jerry Springer was on Jersey Shore Family Vacation last week. Like how no random. No way. Anyways. That's so random. I listened to Steve Wilkos on a podcast. God, I can't remember what pod. Oh, maybe it was like Joe Rogan or something. It was so interesting to hear his story about how he started as the bodyguard and people just loved him so much. And then he became, got his own show um, it was very interesting interview. I really enjoyed it. But, Steve, Steve, you know, Steve, Steve. I know That's the exactly. Best part of Jerry. I love when he would take people's chairs away and be like, "You don't deserve this chair." Like throw yeah. the chair. Like you don't deserve to sit, you bitch. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here comes FBI agent Jeff Kirkpatrick. He's working in the cyber division in 2012, and he sees Hunter on the Anderson Cooper show. Hunter had a daily hate page on the site. I remember this. This triggered that memory. It was so fun to read the daily hate page. Uh, He posted people's requests to take posts down, but he would also just post regular things like Hunter, you're a piece of shit, whatever. And then his his like followers would comment all kinds of crazy shit in response. You know, the more that I talk out loud about this the more of a shit person I feel like because I just thoroughly enjoyed this but in my defense I was like 20 22 so I've kind of matured a little bit kind of but it, I don't the know it was a different place back then yeah and we just didn't we didn't really understand 
how online bullying could really hurt someone because it was a newer concept. Online bullying was a newer thing. It was a very common thing. Like I remember having live journal and being extremely bullied on there. I still remember the comments I got to this day. And that website wasn't even about like posting your pictures or anything like Mm -hmm. that. It was literally just like your journal entries. So yeah, it was a different time. Uh, At the time we didn't realize like you're a real person just because you're like, it was just so different. And also like we hadn't had this like woke culture anything people anything kind of went back then it wasn't like how it was today at all yeah and I mean people still act like this like I um posted some TikToks about the Britney Spears videos and why I thought her kids were not in the wrong for videotaping her and that she was being emotionally and verbally abusive towards them and of course then you get the Britney it's kind of like Jody's beehive situation Then you get the Britney stands who are like, how dare you? Um, You must not be a mother. Someone said to me, like, what are you, 12? Do you even have kids? And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) I responded to that. And I person said, I said, OMG, thank you so much. (laughs) With an exclamation point at the end. But basically, it's just a bunch of women telling me to shut the hell up. I don't have a right to have an opinion on this because I clearly don't have children and if I do they're not teenagers and I just sit there and smile to myself going like not only do I have an almost 15 year old but I have a trans son so it's like I get the boy stuff and the girl stuff all Mm -hmm. in one plus the fact that you're trans and you're 14 and you'll be 15 in two months. So it's like, I just sit there and smile knowing like, yeah, I'm going to keep talking about it because I know what I'm talking about. And thank you for saying how young I look. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But it gives you a little taste because it's like, honestly, you know, no publicity is bad publicity because every time someone con comments on my video or likes it or shares it or whatever, you're kicking the algorithm into overdrive and getting me more views and I'm literally making more money. So, mm-hmm. and I can see how that was a, like, that's how kind of Hunter was also responding to a lot of people. It's like, uh, the more angry you are, the more you comment, the more you share it, the more you talk about me, the more money I'm making. So like, keep, let's keep doing it. And that's, he yep. just didn't care because he was making a ton of money. Um, but anyway, so so the FBI agent, he does some research. He sees that there wasn't a law to prevent a site like this from operating. But then a colleague tells him about Charlotte's law, Charlotte Law and how she had called the FBI before and was telling them that she thought her daughter's account was hacked. So here come three FBI agents to Charlotte's home to discuss the hacking and the investigation. And they noticed that when Kayla got her account back, they found that there was a new recovery email added to the account. It was like GaryJones815 at gmail.com. I thought this was kind of a dumb thing for them to do. I understand that you change the recovery email so that you can get the password so that you can access things, but you should probably like delete that recovery email when you're done hacking because they can obviously track that back to you. It's funny because it's like you were smart enough to hack the profile, but you weren't smart enough to think to do that. But this sounds fucking bad, but I remember back in the day when I was like middle school 
we would hack people's emails by doing this. No, really? Not emails, but we we hacked a couple MSN accounts by doing this. Oh my God. I would have been like 11 or 12 years old. And then what did you do with uh, them? Just wrote like embarrassing things on their statuses and stuff. Oh like my that. god! Rem- I literally didn't even remember about this till right now. I just like unlocked a new memory. <laughs> remember when, um, when people? Oh my god! It was like several years ago. But when people would be like hanging out with their friends, and their friend would open their Facebook book uh, and leave a status like "hacked by Carrie," ha ha, you bitch, or whatever. <laughs> You'd be scrolling through Facebook and all you see is hacked by so-and-so, hacked by so-and-so. Like, oh, my God, you're so clever and funny. (laughs) So that was you, except probably funnier. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely different times. Nowadays, it's not as easy. I'm sure you still can hack somebody's shit. But yeah, but there's also I like two-factor no authentication. Authentication. So it's a little bit harder now because people will get that code to their cell phone. And then they'll be like, no, that wasn't me. Not me. Exactly. It's crazy how easy it was. Oh, yeah. And again, this was like the wild, wild west. Like nobody knew what any of this was. Yeah. So... I'm trying to grab a pen, and of course I don't have a single pen when I need one, so forget it. Um, okay, so I know that Charlotte is like this hero, and she helped a lot of women out, but God, she really thinks she is special because she can Google names and make phone calls. I mean, she literally th- says that her husband said that the FBI should employ her. Like, you literally, you're Googling things in 2012. It very much reminds me of Catfish when it first started. And it's like, (laughs) I don't know if this person's real. And then they do, like, the reverse image search. And they act like they're so smart. It's like 5,000 pages. Anybody can do that. I know. If you want to know a real way to get away with catfishing someone, I'm about to blow this shit wide open. You guys ready? All right. When I worked at the escort agency and I would create fake ads to trick guys into thinking that this model was showing up for them, um, what you would do is you would take the photo and you would mirror it. And that way, if someone reverse Google image searched it, nothing would come up but your ad. So you would just flip it. So if in the picture you're looking to the right, you'd mirror it and now you'd be looking to the left. And Google image search won't pick up that that's the same picture. Boom. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yep. See, this is why I sh- wish I wasn't an honest person and I could just be a professional catfisher having some dumb guy sending me hundreds of thousands of dollars over the internet. Ooh, you don't want to get caught up but in that But for some though. reason, I'm a fucking honest person. So fuck me. I gave you some info, so somebody else do it and pay me a commission, I guess. I don't know. There were these two girls in Toronto who got prison time for that shit. It was, like, all over the news. But for, but I for think what, it, though? What do you? What can you... If a guy is willingly sending you money, what are you getting in trouble for? I think it was more of, like, an extortion situation. Like, we'll tell well, you can't do that. That's stupid. But like you that. can pretend like you're someone else. Get a VPN so you can't trace the IP. 
And then you get some money like, oh, honey, I need to get my car fixed. Oh, whatever, whatever. You drag it out as long as you can until he really plans to meet you. And then you just tell him that you got to be back together with your ex-boyfriend or something. Or imagine you do something like a, like a Mary from Sister Wife situation where you're catfishing a famous person yeah. and then like, and then you like get them to blow up all this like stuff about themselves. But I wouldn't you know extort. I mean? so, that's how you get in trouble. That's when they, they do dumb shit. You got to just like drag it out as long as you can and then just say, I'm so sorry. I'm getting back with my ex-boyfriend or I just found out I'm pregnant with my ex you just come up with some reason that you can cut the relationship off and move on. Well, uh, how to catfish with 101. <laughs> That'll be the next Patreon, uh, Patreon episode. Damn. I just know I, uh, every time I watch Dr. Phil and I see how people get to where they're sending hundreds of thousands of dollars to people who their messages are like you can tell they're barely speaking English and it's like god I could be so much better than that I actually used to have a guy who would call me and just talk to me like about my day we never talked about anything dirty but he thought that I was this girl in the photo and he would send me the code to like a $50 visa gift card to talk to him for like 10 minutes whoa I'm in the wrong line of work for a good time call yeah all right well if you want more info it's going to cost you guys I'm not giving anything else out for free shouldn't have given all that out for free but okay um justine is a hacker and i'm a scammer there we go all right i know what is this <laughs> i have to edit all of this shit out <laughs> um Anyway, she's just like so proud of herself and thinks that she should be in the FBI because she can Google things and make phone calls. Um, she gives Jeff all the info she's gathered about the victims. He tells her it could be like a year or more until they complete the investigation, which sounds really scary for the victims. And there, then we see Danielle. So Danielle watches some footage of Hunter being interviewed, saying, again, he doesn't feel empathy because he didn't know these people and they're basically anonymous avatars on a screen. He doesn't see them as human beings. Uh, so then we hear Danielle's story. She was 21, partying in LA, living her best life. She meets her ex at a party and six months later, she's pregnant. So she sent sexy pictures to him to try to rekindle their relationship, rekindle it, but it didn't work. So she left LA and she goes back to a small town in Arkansas. When her son is two, she's having dinner with him and her current boyfriend, and the boyfriend's phone starts blowing up. Oh, my God, did you see this? Your girlfriend's on a website, blah, blah, blah. Her nude photos were posted with a screenshot of her Facebook page, and then the post invited people to make fun of her. Uh, the call that she discusses with from her little brother was so sad. I was on the verge of tears he hearing this because a lot of the time you're not hearing information about when the family members find out but the little brother had seen it and he called her and he was like I'm so sad for you this is so heartbreaking and that was really sad really sad um she calls the ex-boyfriend he swears he did not send the pictures in but they find out that he actually knew Hunter from the MySpace party scene 
So there's a little connection there. She reaches out to Hunter. She's asking him to take down the pictures. She tells him like he has, she has a little boy. She's really upset about this. And he just responds with an LOL. What a dick. Okay. Now I want to know this James guy. He's a Marine from Las Vegas. He runs several websites. He gets a call from Hunter one day asking if he wants to advertise on his site. And he's like, oh, is anyone up.com? That's like a fun and catchy website. Let's, let's see what it's all about. He goes to the site. He's like so upset with what he sees. He hates bullies. Holy shit, trigger warning. I mean, this all these webs, all these episodes are trigger warning. But he said that he was severely bullied as a kid. And he remembers his father beating his mother with, mother with a frying pan. Holy shit. I'm picturing like a cast iron pan. That would really fucking hurt. But any t- that's what I was picturing because that's what my mom always used to cook, like a cast iron pan. He didn't say that. He said frying pan. Regardless, that shit would hurt. Um, but he and his brother were removed from the home by the New York Police Department, and he never saw his father, his mother, or his brother ever again. Holy fuck. Crazy. So sad. And uh, so he decides, like... We should try to get this guy on Resting Bitch Face to tell his story. Because I feel like that guy would give a good Or he could go on, I did not sign up for this. Holy shit, he could go on that, too. Yeah. Uh, But he just decides, like, like, his main focus now is to totally destroy Hunter Moore's life. Now, the thing is, I kind of had a hard time taking this James guy seriously. Because they keep showing these douchey pho- like photography pictures of him did you like track the photos of him that they were showing it was all like showing off his tattoos and he's i honestly off the cannot picture what they are in my head he's wearing a hoodie he's just like trying to like oh god i'm gonna have to send you the pictures but they were kind of cringy so i kind of had a hard time taking him seriously it was like ed hardy like the personification of Ed Hardy clothes is what I felt like. Oh, okay. I don't know. Like I said, it was a different time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he probably was really cool in those pictures. Yeah. Th- there was actually a TikTok thing. Do you ever get those TikToks of Reddit posts? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was one of those. And it was like people who are in your 30s what's something that you would tell the younger generation if you could or what's something the younger generation does that pisses you off Uh and it was things like going to concerts and watching the whole concert through your camera Mm -hmm. you're missing it or like everything has to be filmed and put on the internet these days or like and then one of the things that made me laugh was like that thing that you make fun of your friends for for being really cringy you're really cringy too. You just aren't going to realize it until yep. you're older. And it's so true. Oh, yeah. And we all did cringy oh things. God. No First... matter how popular or cool you were as a kid, you can, everyone in life can look back and be like, ugh. Yeah, we were just lucky enough that we were in the generation that it wasn't all on the internet forever for everyone to see. We were so lucky. But, um, yeah. When it comes to like concerts and stuff, like nobody's fucking watching your concert video. Nobody is watching that. Nobody is watching your fireworks video on the 4th of July. No one is watching you holding your phone up at a concert. It looks and sounds like shit. And we're not doing it. So. Oh, I'm getting. Well, it's like uh, all these like 
bands like back in the day bands liked going on tour because everyone was living in the moment yeah girls would like flash their boobs people were doing drugs you know it was like anything goes but now girls don't flash their boobs or do things like that because they're too afraid of getting posted on social media and having shit like this website i know yeah it's definitely scary um but yeah we really did live in the last great the last great time I can only when I was watching the Woodstock 99 documentary last week I was like I wish I was my age now in the 90s like I wish I got to like live my adulthood in the 90s I was still a kid in the 90s but I wish I could have like partied and stuff in that era yeah, I do too. That would have been great because I was just too young in the 90s to experience everything. Oh my God, my kid's sending me 500 texts. Okay. Sorry. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I definitely wish that I could have experienced more of the 90s, but at least we have 90s movies and TV shows, which speaking of, you guys have got to listen to the We Love to Hate TV recap. Or no, it was it was TRP, wasn't it? Of Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, Yeah, listen yes. to Total Request Podcast. I think that that is Patreon only. Um, but listen to the 90210 recap that they just did. Holy shit. The 90s were a wild time. And also... I have a 90s movie that I watched over the weekend that I want us to talk about on our new project. Uh-oh, what is it? Can you tell me a or do you want to tell me peek. later? You can, you, can edit, you can edit it out if you don't want this and whatever. Okay. Um, the Faculty with <gasps> Josh Hartnett. I love that and I just rewatched that with Alex last um, October because I have seen it so many times. I loved that movie when it came out. I had never seen it before, but I always saw it on Prime when I was scrolling through and I was uh-huh. like, I don't think I've ever seen this. So I watched the trailer it's and so I noticed fun. that uh, Sean Hatosi, who is in the show Animal Kingdom, which I really love, he's in it. He uh-huh. plays like the football player that uh, that quits at the last minute. Josh Hartnett and, and his um, unibrow. Josh Hartnett and his unibrow. <laughs> Uh, such an all-star cast like Usher. Uh, Shooter McGavin is in that movie Usher yeah so many random people but I, I really loved it that and movie it was, was uh, huge yeah, it when was it great. came out and I still love it and any it's weird because I talk about it and people don't remember it I'm like what it's like one of the greatest horror movies of our generation so good yeah let's we'll definitely have to it talk either. about it well you might you're a couple years younger so maybe you weren't quite I think it came out like 97 or 98 so I don't know that three-year age gap I know (laughs) (laughs) um so we find out that in order to have an FBI investigation the attorney general's office has to sign off that they have a legitimate case so that they can move forward that's something I did not know that was pretty interesting And uh, Wendy Wu, she is the lead prosecutor of the attorney general's office. So she's on the case. She's looking into it. Do we have enough information to move forward? And they find out that I thought this was brilliant. 
So a hacker would log into the Facebook account and message someone on that person's friends list while pretending to be them. They would tell the friend that they're locked out of their Facebook account and couldn't access their email and would ask if they could have the verification set, uh, code sent to the friend's cell phone. So basically, somebody logs into my, my Facebook and they message Justine like, hey, I can't get into my email and I can't access it for some reason. Can I have this verification code sent to your cell phone? And then you give me the code so that I can log into my email. Well, Justine thinks she's talking to me. So she's like, yeah, sure. Have it sent to my phone. Oh, here's your Google code. And so the friend would get the password reset code texted to them, would give the code to the person saying, yes, here it is. And then they would get a message. Then like Justine would get a message saying, thank you for changing your email password. <laughs> Justine's like, what the fuck? I didn't change my email password. And now I, now the hacker that is in my account has access to all of your emails and everything that you have. I thought that was kind of Once genius. again, I mean, once again, it's one of those things where it's like, if this were to happen today, we would know better. Mm -hmm. I would call you on the phone yeah. and be like, uh, what's going on? Back in the day, you didn't know any better. Okay, sure, why not? Yeah, exactly. And that was so crazy to me. But it reminded me of like a few years ago, one of the big scams going on was like a grandma would get a message from their grandchild. Oh my gosh, grandma, I'm stuck in whatever country. I went on a vacation. I'm stuck here. Can you send me some money? I missed my flight. Can you send me some money for another flight or whatever? And grandma doesn't know about anything. And she thinks her grandkid is in another country, so they can't call because they have like international calling fees or whatever. And so they'll just like wire the money to the quote grandchild and then get totally screwed. It's crazy. Crazy. Or do you ever get those emails in your junk mail and it's like, help, I am in Nigeria and like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, don't. I got, I got, I got a huge settlement that I need, but first you need to wire me like, you've never gotten any of those Well, you should respond, call mail. JG Wentworth, 877 cash now. <laughs> cash now. <laughs> well, is that a commercial in Canada too? Yes. <laughs> I have a structured settlement and I need cash now. <laughs> JG Wentworth will... The NFL uh, Network plays it all the time. Oh, that's funny. JG Wentworth will... Um, they'll take care of that for you. So just, you know. Um, that's funny that you said NFL Network because we were watching the top 20 craziest moments of 60 Days In last night because they released it before the new season starts on Thursday. And it was funny because one of the um, undercover people that came into the jail was like, you guys have the NFL network? And oh, my God, the inmates were like, this motherfucker just asked if we have the NFL network. It's fucking wild. Crazy. So they can't watch football games? I think they probably can if it's on basic cable. Or maybe they don't let so them they, watch so sports they probably get like in case they get wild or riled up oh. i don't know I, I was gonna say so do they get like do they get to watch like the super bowl and like the main ones? i like don't that? know i honestly don't have no idea have you have you watched 60 days in no but i know amanda and jody love it i know I'm you've told me a few times to watch oh, yeah, it you gotta watch i just it. 
There's six seasons. I'm, I'm, I'm actually very interested. There's six seasons. You will get so into it. I'm so jealous of people that haven't discovered a show that I love because I'm like, oh my God, you have like 50 episodes you could watch. Good for you. Now, of course, our streaming services are very different. Yeah. But where do you stream it? Well, it's an A&E show. So I watch it. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay, that's easy. I can watch Okay, that. perfect. Yeah. You should definitely watch it. Start with the first season. All the seasons are good, but like start with the first season and you'll totally get into it. And then maybe we can recap an episode. And the new season starts Thursday, you said. Yeah. So the new season, what's interesting about the new season is all of the cast members are people who have been in jail before. So like one person was in jail for like two years. One person was in jail for 26 years. I'm like, why the fuck would you want to do this then? But because the show's yeah, been on, must need the paycheck. Well, because this is the seventh season, a lot of the jails have been getting suspicious, and they're like, "Oh, they're sixty days in. Oh, they're sixty days in." So it was really smart of them to do a whole cast of people who've been in and out of jail, who know the politics. They have a rap sheet. Maybe they've been seen in that jail before. They might not be suspicious of them. It's actually really smart. I'm interested. I'm excited but in past seasons they've had people who were police officers people who were undercover people who were CEOs before uh regular joes it's a great show very interesting they even have there's a season where they have uh, a 60 day in cast member who falls for an inmate that shit is fucking wild it's crazy yeah damn i know you got to get on that so but yeah how have i never watched this show before oh god it's so good it's so good you're gonna love it mm. it's like people who've so, never yeah, seen so teen mom or something evil j- huh it's like people who've never seen teen mom or something like that it's like how have you never watched that before how have i never seen this before so good Jeez. so good um so yeah i thought that hacking was like an evil genius move uh, there, so people were basically using their email addresses as a cloud before the cloud existed and your phone only had 16 gigabytes or eight gigabytes of storage. And you're like, where am I going to put these photos? You know, some of us put them on photo bucket, a photo bucket. And some of us emailed them to ourselves and use that as a cloud. But then, yeah, you've got the hacker hacking in and stealing all your photos. And they noticed that most of the victims did have the new recovery email address added to their accounts. So they started to kind of investigate those too. So uh, the hackers were stupid enough not to hide the IP address. That was so dumb. We all, we knew about IP addresses in the 2010s, right? I mean, 2010, 2011. I don't really think I was aware of... I knew what it was, but I don't really think I was aware of like the use and stuff for it and that it was used to track your location until um, like streaming services really became popular because I remember like like one example for streaming services is WWE Network in the United States. It's an actual streaming service like Netflix where you can go through and actually watch whatever show you want Mm -hmm. here in Canada. It's literally just a channel. That plays whatever it wants when, okay, you know, yeah. So it's different. So so obviously it's better in the U.S. So I have a couple friends who have IP addresses so that they could use the U.S. version. I feel like that was the very first time I really 
found out what an IP address right. was. Right. Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of how I found out about it too. But if you were a hacker, you would think that IP addresses were like hacking 101. Like we need to hide our IP. We need to use a different IP. Maybe VPNs weren't available then, but that seems like hacking 101. Right. You would, I mean, it, I guess it just shows you how easy it really was to hack back then. Yeah. And I'm watching it and I'm just picturing the meme of uh, the guy. Oh God, what's his name? You are so dumb. You are so oh, yeah. dumb. Like that's just <laughs> what I was saying to myself in my head. Um, yeah. They are easily tracking down the two IP addresses. So one is an apartment in Studio City. And then the other one is a business that's not far from that apartment. They connect one IP address to Charlie Evans, who had his own pictures on Is Anyone Up? And they think he submitted himself. And uh, the other one, again, was a, a business that was close by. Hunter's telling everybody that he's making $20,000 a month in advertising. But the Marine says he seemed really desperate for money, which is he probably was making that much money, but he was also doing a shit ton of drugs. So he probably had like a $5,000 a day drug habit. And that would absolutely make money and make a sense why he was like desperate for money. Yeah, a thousand percent that and also probably wanting to seem rich because another funny thing was he was living in his parents basement the whole time wasn't he? i know yeah and he's like li- he's presenting that he's got all this money and stuff it was kind of crazy to me the i guess that would free up more money if you're not paying rent but who would want to do that I have no idea. And when, yeah, when you're trying to show this lifestyle of, oh, I have money, you're obviously going to be spending more money than you have, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I can totally see that combined with the drug thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, so after uh, after the Anderson Cooper episode went up, he started getting so much more traffic and submissions. And he said that he was employing five people to do age verifications before posting the photos. But the Marine pulls the photo data off of a photo and sees or and sees a lot of the girls posted on the site were underage. He's able to figure that. I don't know how the photo data will tell you that. Um, I guess if the photo was taken in like 2011 and then in 2012, you go to their site and they're 18 now. You know what I mean? I guess that's maybe how they're finding out. But he's finding out that a lot of these girls are underage and he tells Hunter, like, this is really serious. You could go to jail. You could absolutely be in a lot of trouble. You've basically got child photos of child sexual abuse or, you know, not or child porn or whatever, underage porn on your website. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he offers Hunter $12,000 to buy the site. I did not be- I could not believe that he sold this website for $12,000, but I think he was totally paranoid and wanting to get out from underneath it. $12,000 is nothing for a website that was this big. I agree, but it's like, what else do you do? Like, what other choice did he have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he, he uh, agrees to sell the site. And James the Marine requires him to write an open letter for the site, basically saying like, oh, I've I've re- I've thought about myself and I'm not down for bullying and blah, blah, blah. And he ends up redirecting the website to Bullyville.com, an anti-bullying website. 
which drove people crazy. His fans oh, were I, so mad. I can't imagine. I can't imagine you're going to as anyone up to see if like <laughs> that girl you know's pictures is on there and you get caught on bullyville.com. I know. I know. We're like bullyville. What the fuck is it? I remember all of this happening. I was So this happened to you? Yeah. I'm like, what? That's what funny. is this? Yeah. And it was just, and you read the open letter and you're like, that sounds like the biggest crock of shit ever. What the fuck is happening? It was really weird. So Hunter goes under Dr. Drew. I know that everyone loves Dr. Drew. I, lo- I actually love Dr. Drew. I screamed <laughs> when I saw him. I was like, <gasps> I literally think I, I did one Dr. of those. I love Dr. Drew. I'm the only one in the group chat that likes Dr. Drew. <laughs> Listen, I used to love celebrity yeah which by the way uh dr drew was on one of kale's podcasts Uh and they talked about bringing that show they should you know people always go oh a bunch of the people that were on that show have died and it's like yeah because they were very very serious addicts who went back to their addiction it's not the show isn't the reason they died it's because they were clean and then they thought they could do the same amount of heroin that they did five years ago and then they died so you know yeah it's like uh you know the situation the first time he tried to get sober he says that he celebrated his year of sobriety with a glass of red wine oh god (laughs) and then (laughs) look look where that brought some people think they can do uh, that like demi lovato said that she's um like california sober so she'll still smoke a little weed or drink a little it's like then you're not fucking sober you literally almost died why yeah it's crazy um right so he goes on dr drew he's discussing the sale of the site he's saying he's getting a lot more submissions after being on anderson cooper a lot of weirdos were submitting underage photos and like bestiality and all kinds of crazy shit and up pops Charlotte Laws via Skype. And she's discussing how her daughter was hacked and the photos ended up on the site and that 40% of the victims were hacked. I love the way that they're showing his facial expressions and his responses to seeing her and hearing the word hacked. Um, he was terrified. Like, he looked like he could have pissed his pants right then. Um you know, that's when he says sometimes people lie and say that they're hacked. But, you know, if the pics ended up on the website, she had to have sent them to someone like everyone else and they were submitted. Uh, he does a podcast interview. He is so pissed at the Bullyville guy. And he said he's going to buy a ticket to Vegas, find the Bullyville guy's wife and make his kids watch him fuck his wife. That shit is so out of control, out of pocket, unacceptable. There are a lot of things that I loved about this whole experience of being part of the people that were into it. Is anyone up? But I would never, ever, ever say that that is something that was okay to say. That is scary shit that you should never come out of your mouth. So scary. Uh, is so disgusting Sick. and fucked up. It's like crazy because I don't know. It's just crazy that Hunter Moore didn't get his ass kicked, but maybe he did, and we just didn't hear about it. You know, it it's stock, actually as you should've. say that. What's funny is somebody actually stabbed him once 
with a pen or something on the street. Like somebody, they were walking around. They I can't believe that they didn't bring that up. But he was like walking around in his hometown and somebody came up behind him and like stabbed him in the shoulder with a pen or something. Stabbed him with something. I was actually surprised that they didn't mention that in this show. Well, good. Uh Yeah. I mean. He, so he basically tells the podcast he thinks that selling the site to an anti-bullying website was the biggest troll move he could ever make. Uh, definitely overcompensating. Like, you know the reason you sold the website is you were afraid of getting in trouble. And so now you're like, oh, yeah, I was just trolling everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's his own pub- publicist in this, like, insane uh, situation. And he you know? shouldn't have been. Yeah, he's not good. He's not good at that job. So not that good. No, (laughs) it's not good. Uh, So now we're on to episode three. So Alex is a Rolling Stone journalist, and she was asked to write an article about Hunter in 2012 after the site was taken down. Hunter tells Alex for Rolling Stone. Yes. Yes. I'm telling. I cannot believe you don't know who this guy is. It blows my mind. Again, he is like Nick Ritchie on steroids. It's totally... I can't believe you didn't know who he was. It's crazy. No. Uh, So Hunter tells Alex, like, they can shut down the site, but they can't shut me down. And I'm the brand. So now he's really heightened things because he doesn't have his website anymore. But he wants to come back with something scarier and bigger and really earn that notoriety that he's... I mean, he just loves this shit. He loves being hated. He loves being famous. He loves the money and the girls and the drugs like crazy. Um, So May 2012, the FBI, they see a connection between this Charlie hacker guy that they had traced the IP address to and Hunter. And they see that they're sending emails back and forth. And after they are emailing each other, The hacked victims are showing up on the site like right after those emails come out. So they see this connection, but they need to see the content of the emails. Hunter's living with his parents. The FBI executes a search warrant. He seems nervous and anxious. They say that he's not nearly as tough as he tries to appear on TV and everything. Uh, They look for computers, storage drives, USB devices and everything And Hunter acknowledges that he knows who Charlie is, but not that he knows what's going on. He's playing playing dumb. And so Hunter announces that he is planning an even more dangerous website. Again, I remember reading about this and being like, this is a very, very, very bad idea. It is very scary. So not only will the new website, huntermore.tv, it will not only just have nudes submitted and like a screenshot of someone's Facebook account or whatever, but it's also going to include maps with driving directions to their home, their address. That is fucking terrifying. And the fact that anyone would come up with an idea like that is so sick and scary. It's so messed up, but if you think about it, this is what, like, today's day and age, like, anyways on the internet, because you can literally Google any celebrity mm-hmm. and their address will come up. Like, um, Chelsea from Teen Mom said that when she was pregnant with Watson, people would knock on her door and she'd answer the door in her pregnant belly and she would have fans, like, rubbing her belly. Uh. 
that is so so fucking scary um you know i'm a huge bills fan and one time when i was in buffalo i was like i wonder if i could find out where josh allen lives you know their quarterback and i literally just googled his address and there was like a drone shot of his house wow. and i was like there are probably some fucking weirdos that go and knock on his door That's you know what scary, i mean like, but then in those situations those people a lot of times will have like will live inside of gates or in secured areas or have security systems these are normal everyday people and it's scary because you wouldn't expect someone to show up at your house. And not only has that person showed up at your house, but they've seen you naked. They know where you work. They know your phone number. They know everything. But yeah, the way that the... People probably would like send things to your house. Oh, just yeah. Like, remember that TikTok where the girl sent the guy like a dead rabbit or something? Oh, my because God. Because he went on one date with her. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. remember I this? Remember, yes. We were on like a rabbit hole about that. Sick what shit. happened with that? I don't know. We have to go back and find that. Yeah, no. I think she actually left it on his doorstep, but he was sending him... She was sending him like Target packages and Amazon package. That shit's crazy. Crazy. And they went on like one or two dates. They went on one or two dates and he told her like it wasn't going to work out and she just started sending him that. She started like sending him letters like we're meant to be together. And this guy had a whole TikTok page about it. It was so entertaining. So scary. But then also I was thinking that you kind of could do the same thing now because everybody puts everything on their Facebook. They put where they work. Like they put, oh, I work for whatever, whatever company. Well, I can just Google the address of that company and their hours and show up and Mm -hmm. be crazy like that. I don't put any of that shit on my Facebook. No. The The only stuff that's on there is like places that I have worked before, not where I'm currently working. It's crazy. So... In retaliation, well, Charlotte Laws says that she does this so that Hunter can be served. So she posts on her Twitter, you know, two process servers that need to serve Hunter Moore with uh, court documents or whatever. And she posts his address on Twitter. And then she starts getting death threats from his followers on the Internet. She's getting phone calls. They're terrified at their own home. They buy locks for the gate. They put metal rods under their bed. I would never have done this if I had a child living at home. Like, if you want to put your own self in harm's way, that's fine. Uh, But couldn't she have just called the courthouse and given them his address so that they could serve him? I mean, this she was, was just crazy. trying to stir the pot. But that's but that's what the daughter said, though. She was pretty much like, yeah, I was pissed at my mom for doing that. <laughs> I would be, too. That's terrifying. You've just made your entire family a target of crazy people, which I yeah, was. That's like when you need to have a gun beside your yeah, bed not a situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. What's that going to do? But they're in California, so they're probably not allowed to have guns, you know? Cali politics and all. <laughs> mm, true. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. I would have been so mad at my parent too. And and you know, even though I loved the website and I was in, I was just kind of watching it all in awe as it unfolded. I never would consider myself part of the family, like as Hunter's followers were called, the family. Um, oh, so you're telling me uh, when Hunter told you to go like 
beat someone up. You didn't. No, do that. I didn't beat up any strangers. I didn't shoot any fireworks out of my asshole. I didn't put an iPhone four in my butt. You didn't shit on the roof. Of I didn't shit car. in the sunroofs of someone's car. <laughs> uh, what else? Let's see. I didn't shove my fist in my butthole. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't do any of those things. I just kind of watched everybody else and was like, this shit's crazy. So I would never consider myself part of the family, the cult. Um, so, oh my God, here's another thing I hate so much. Hunter starts tweeting that James from Bullyville is a pedophile. That is so fucked up. You cannot say shit like that. That is not true. It takes away from the shit that is true. It's not all right. And then someone named Jack contacts Charlotte telling her he's part of the group of Anonymous and that they will protect her. Um, I need to do like an entire deep dive rabbit hole podcast episode of Anonymous because I know that they're a group of hackers and nobody really knows who they are. But other than that, I don't know what do they do? What do they stand for? What have they accomplished? I'm really interested now. Didn't they mention a few famous profiles in this documentary that they helped take down or that they were a part of? I just can't think of it right now. But they definitely mentioned a few. Yeah, and I, I it just made me want to know everything about it. Like, everything. Is this, this might be a dumb question, but is this what the movie V for Vendetta is based on? Because remember in that movie, they're wearing those exact same masks? Um, is that movie like about those people? No, I don't think it's a hacker movie. I think that it's more about oh. like a, a pandemic I think that a lot of people were referencing V for Vendetta at, when COVID was happening. They were like, go back and really? watch this movie because it's kind of, yeah. I haven't seen it though. So I don't know. I saw it like when it first came out. I would have been in like grade nine or something. I remember I had a friend that was obsessed with it and made us watch it as a sleepover. But like, you know what happens when you see a movie that long ago. You don't fucking Oh, I don't remember anything, shit so. that I saw last week. So yeah. Um, which, by the way, dude, there's I been think that we're one movie. Be going to see bodies, bodies, bodies today. I'm so freaking. I'm so jealous. I'm gonna. S- I saw that it was playing at the drive-in last week, but it was the late movie. Mm-hmm. And if I see it at the drive-in, I want it to be the first movie so that I'm not like dozing. So you're not off. falling asleep. So <laughs> God, we're. I'm gonna old. see, but if not, <laughs> but if not, I might plan a day like either late this week or early next week just to like go to the movies and just watch it by myself. I wanted to go today because the movie theater next to our house does five dollar Tuesdays. Mm. Oh, it's so great! And I have a bunch of rewards points, so I'll probably get the movie tickets and like a snack for free. It's gonna be awesome excited oh i'm so jealous otherwise it's like 12 dollars or something a person for like a matinee it's crazy when i went to see elvis we got the tickets and then like we both got like a popcorn drink candy combo Uh and then like with i swear to god i spent like 200 dollars that day the movie oh my god I was thinking I'm going to bring my own popcorn. I'm just going to bring a big purse because I like to use the air popper and real butter. Oh, and then like sea salt. Oh, my God. I'm like, I'm going to bring my own popcorn. Like in the movie 13 when she is the popcorn and then she gives it to the girls and Jeremy Sisto's like, hey, I thought that was our popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) I love popcorn, but I don't like the oil. Like I like the real deal butter. That's a good shit. I love I love the movie theater popcorn. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's no- nothing beats real butter. 
Uh, yeah, that is true. I also so love good. like the nachos at the movies. Typically, I love a soft pretzel, but the soft pretzels at this place are not good. So I actually was thinking maybe I'll go to Walmart and get the super pretzels and then just heat it up and make some cake. I don't know. That's a lot of work, but uh, I'm definitely at least bringing my own popcorn. And then you always get like a large Coke. You pay for a large Coke, but then you fill it up with icy. Yeah. Does the movie theater there sell alcohol? Like, can you get yeah, like, a beer before you walk in? But I mean, everyone's so understaffed with COVID that they're ne- they never have a bartender at during the day. So okay, so we have two different types of theaters here. We have like the normal ones, which is it's pretty new that you can get alcohol at those. They have like you know, a can of Bud Light or like a White Claw or something. Oh, okay. There's no variety. But then you can go to the VIP theater, which is 19 and over. And it's like they have a waiting bar area mm-hmm. before you go in. And then also when you go in, they have like servers come and they take your order if you want food or whatever. And they bring it to you. Yeah, that's what and our that movie theater is like. like. That's like full bar. You can get everything. Yep. But when I went to go see Elvis, I said to my friend, like, should we get like a White Claw or something before we go in? And she goes... No, because this movie's long as hell and it's going to make us need to pee. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, that's true. We'll hold off. Uh, we, we always just sneak our stuff in. Like, we'll go to the Walmart across the street, get some snacks, you know, sneak stuff in, uh, sneak in drinks. Because I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not paying $8 for a Coke. It's crazy. Or $6 yeah. for a small bottle of Dasani. Like, you've lost your mind. I'm not doing it. So, yeah. And they I don't thought care Dasani anyways. was Canadian. Interesting. It's all like teenagers. They don't give a shit if I'm st- sneaking in my water bottle. You're allowed to bring food into the movie theater, I thought. Well, you're not really supposed to, but they don't care, you know? Yeah, that's what I do when I go to the drive-in, too. We always, like, stop at Walmart, get a bunch of yeah. stuff, go through a drive through because we always, like, get there early God, to I get wish we spot. had a decent drive through here. I'm so jealous so jealous yeah and then because i can sit there and just like smoke my weed pen the whole time (laughs) yeah that's great uh Uh, speaking of smoking weed one of the clips that we were watching for 60 days in last night was them like they got a joint from someone and they were smoking it in their cell so they put the you know they put the towels at the bottom of the door and then they take their mattress and they put it across the toilet and like pump 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 to get the water out and then they smoke and they blow it into the toilet and that's how they keep the smell out and then they take a sock with the bar of soap in it and smack the walls and stuff to as like a, a an air freshener that is so much work to smoke a joint dude this, <laughs> the, this is why i couldn't survive in prison like i mean obviously now i like have my own house and shit i mm-hmm. can smoke as much weed as I want but like as a teenager I remember you know we would do this other uh, other friends houses would do this where you would take a hit and then you would have a little like you know the thing that uh, the toilet paper is on like that cardboard yeah the roll uh, roll thing and then you would put a fabric softener sheet on it and then you would (laughs) blow your smoke into that yeah that's smart (laughs) yeah wow Jesus I know it's a lot but of yeah work. there's um there's a bunch of like TikTok accounts and YouTube channels and stuff about women who've been in prison and they'll they'll do like Q&A's all the time mm-hmm. and they'll they'll talk about you know what they used for makeup or how we make you know, cake 
Yeah. Didn't Amber Portwood say she used like some sort of ca- melted candy as hairspray when she got out of prison? Oh my God. Like, it, I, I would not be able I to I don't survive. need the hairspray that bad. You're in I prison. I don't need that bad. But, but one thing that I actually have a genuine question about if you go to prison and you have hair extensions in or like lash extensions in, what do they do? Like, do they make you remove it? I like, feel how like does they let happen? you keep it because I keep seeing people with piercings, all kinds of piercings. They let you keep your, it was weird. Like, why would they what? let you keep your body jewelry and couldn't you make a shank out of that like eyebrow ring? I don't understand. It's weird. I, I did not know that you could keep piercings. Yeah. In. I think that's strange. I think they should make you take them out, but. Also, I wear contacts. So like, what would they do? Would they make me just have to wear my glasses the whole time I was there? Or like, could I take my contacts in and out? I don't see why contacts would be a problem. Maybe maybe the solution doesn't have alcohol in it. No, because that'd be bad for your eyes, right? The solution. I don't, th- I, I don't think I don't it know. has alcohol Let's hope it. that we never have to find out. Yeah. Unless somebody listens to our podcast about catfishing and scamming people and hacking. <laughs> we might need to get those answers before. Man, oh, man. Who knows? So Anonymous posts this video. I thought this was crazy. They hack Hunter's server because he's been working on this new website, thehuntermore.tv. They hack his server. They took out all of the data on the servers. All of the backups to the data from the servers so that it couldn't be restored. They wiped out his social security number so he couldn't leave the country. They made his passport inactive so he couldn't leave the country. They hacked into his bank account and transferred all the money that was in the account to a women's abuse shelter. I love that. Um, They shipped hundreds of dildos to his house. Imagine trying to explain that to your parents. And they even declared him dead in the state of California. They said that he was considered to be dead for like a whole month in the state of California. That is so crazy. I am shocked that people can actually do stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's insane. Anonymous must be somebody that works for like this secret service or something like. Well, from what I understand, it's a group of people. So it's not just one person. That it's a group of people. No, right. But there must be like somebody that's very high up in the oh, world. Oh, yeah. There's probably a lot there, of them. You know? Yeah. Um, so the website never goes live. That was kind of disappointing just because we all wanted to see it. But it was for the best. Absolutely. So Kira discovers Facebook messages that she says were filtered out. There's tons of messages asking her to get through to Hunter, take down their page. <clears throat> Bullshit. <laughs> I know. I don't think she really cared because, yeah, like she wasn't out of there until there was heat from the from the law and from the government. Otherwise, she How was totally into it. How do you not it. know? You are with this fucking dude. You know the shit he talks, the mm-hmm. stuff that he says. You, we didn't even get into, uh, or I don't know if you're about to, sorry, but didn't the journalist say that he was like in the limo with a girl one night and he was like pressuring her to have sex? Yeah, like, they... And that kind of stuff happened all the time. Like he was, and he was open with having sex with other people. So she knew that yeah, all of that she was knew happening. Everything about this dude. He was like, yeah. 
he was like the influencer of that like generation. I think you know she what was I mean? just like, she enjoying being known and enjoying the money yeah. and that her man was Hunter Moore. Yeah, she knew everything that he did. She knew what the website was about. She wasn't an idiot. Yeah. There's no way that nobody had reached out to her previously. Just just admit that you were wrong, girl. Yep. Don't try to act like you're a victim, too. Yeah. So here's the way that the FBI finds out that Charlie and Hunter be, came, came to know each other. Charlie originally hacked into Hunter's account. And Hunter wasn't mad about it. He asked, actually asked Charlie to work for him by hacking into other accounts. And he offers Charlie a whopping $200 a week. Sorry, this shit is so fucking illegal. You would have to pay me at least like two grand a week. It would have to be something that would be worth taking the risk. 200 bucks a week is nothing. So when they find this out, the FBI finally has enough uh, enough info to arrest Charles Evans and Hunter Moore. Hunter is released on a $100,000 bail to his parents, which I think you only have to pay 10%. So like 10K is what his parents had to pay to get him out. So Hunter and Charlie accept a plea agreement. They plead guilty to one count of unauthorized access to a protected computer system to obtain information and one count of aggravated identity theft. Sentencing happens in December 2015. Kayla and Charlotte attend the sentencing. Hunter's attorney claims Hunter has changed and attempts to blame most of the uh, issues on Charlie. Kayla gives a victim impact statement. Uh, sure. I don't even remember what she said, but something about how her life was changed. And I'm sure it was really heartwarming. They actually, she actually reads it in the show. I'll try to put a clip in here. But uh, Charlie Evans turned around to Kayla in court and said to her that he was sorry. And he seemed pretty genuine about it. He probably was. Hunter did not turn around. He said nothing to her, which tracks. Hunter was sentenced to 30 months in prison. Charlie Evans was sentenced to 25 months in prison. Hunter was banned from social media by the judge. I was also kind of wondering how the banning thing works because I have seen him intermittently back on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, I think that after the show came out, they... Twitter suspended his account and Instagram, I believe, suspended his account too. So I don't know how they keep track of that. I'm not sure how that works or how long you can be banned. Maybe he was banned for X amount of years or months or whatever. Um, Butthole Girl is still a fangirl. I'm sorry. Like 90% of the time when she's talking about this, she still like lights up about it. And she says something about how she was a part of something like the website and a part of something. Uh, And I can tell you that when she was posting her fist photos and her and her uh, phone photos and all of that, she really seemed like she was super into the attention that she was getting. She did not seem like a broken woman taken advantage of who's trying to earn her innocence for her children she literally seemed like a messed up girl who was loving the attention that she was getting and the fact that she was on this notoriety like notorious website and she totally seemed like a fangirl at the end of the documentary what did you think i agree and you know she even says that the reason why she 
she posted herself and mm-hmm. she said she wanted to get people to her like campsite or whatever. So yeah. I'm sure that she did like the attention to some extent. Um, well, and the fact that you're a cam girl, clearly you're okay being nude on the internet. Yeah. That's yeah, not yeah. devastating I, to your life. You are literal. that's your literal job is being nude on the internet. I mean, obviously I still think Hunter Moore is a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Trying to like, you know, d- d- mess her up or whatever. But like, I don't know. I d- I think it's a little mixture of both. It's like not, it's a very gray area there. It wasn't like she was a small town girl who fell into something. She was a cam girl who, like you said, wanted more attention to her website, saw that this could be a good way to get it and then tried to capitalize on it. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't feel as sorry for her. I feel like she's probably really embarrassed now looking back on it, but I don't know. So this I thought was really cool. On the screen, you get this information closing out the series. Charlotte Laws has helped to pass laws against intimate or against intimate image abuse, revenge porn, in twenty-eight um, or excuse me, forty-eight American states. I'm gonna reread that because I can't read. Okay. Because you had a stroke. (laughs) Yeah, basically. All right. So at the end, you are getting the black screen with the information closing out the series. And it says, Charlotte Laws has helped to pass laws against intimate image abuse in 48 American states, aka revenge porn. However, there is still no U.S. federal law against it. I don't know if that matters because 48 out of 50 states have it that it's against the law. I don't know if it has to be a federal law or if it becomes a federal law once the other two states are included, but that is pretty damn amazing that she was able to do this. Really? Because I was like only 48? Like, uh, what are the other two states that you is still legal to do this? I don't know. I probably could have looked that up. Because that's fucking insane to me that... <laughs> somewhere it's still not considered a, a legal a legal right offense, you know definitely something that i can take a look at real quick and then it's they basically say hunter moore initially agreed to take part in this documentary and then changed his mind and that they decided to use his image anyway which is fine did because you he see what he can they can use his his image and all of his information because it's like public knowledge so good for you guys Yeah, and also, once you post something on a social media website, they have the rights to that photo, Mm -hmm. and that's what you agree on on your terms and conditions. So, like, if you post a TikTok video, and there's, you know, and you see yourself on TV the next day because they're doing a documentary about TikTok, that's because you agreed to that when you joined TikTok. Uh, So, so it's one of those things, right? All these pictures were on Twitter, etc. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, you can Which get by out. the way, there's a really funny South Park episode about the terms and conditions that people agree to or whatever. It's really funny. Anyways. Oh yeah, I mean like there's crazy shit on there. Nobody ever reads that. You just s- scroll through and hit the button. So what I'm understanding, it looks like maybe everyone has agreed to this. It says that um, 48 states, the District of Columbia, and one U.S. territory have already passed bans on distributing nude or sexualized images. 
the District of Columbia is considered a territory, I think. And Guam. Guam is a U.S. territory. So, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Shit's I don't know confusing. what that means. Anyways. So, in 2019, in 2019 this said that in four states, Wyoming, Mississippi, South Carolina, and Massachusetts, there are no specific laws against revenge porn. So, that's 2019. So, in the last two years, two more have gotten on board. So, okay, damn. Yeah, I think we'll get there. We'll get there. I think it's still South Carolina is not on board. Come on, South Carolina. Give me a break. I mean, I guess that's why Janelle's nudes are all over the internet. Perhaps. Maybe. So what did you think about this documentary series overall? I thought it was great. It was so interesting to watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it was definitely one of the better Netflix documentaries I've seen. Did you see what Hunter said about this after? Um, He said something about how a lot of it was bullshit. 60% of it was bullshit or something. Yeah, 60% is bullshit. And he said that, um, yeah, that's that's like why he didn't want to be involved. There's two sides to every story or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I just wonder what it would have been like if he told his side of the story in it as well. I don't think he could have won. I think people still would have hated him the same. So it probably makes sense that he's not in it. Obviously, it's going to be a more biased think... documentary because everyone knows that this is wrong. So nobody is really going to be on his side at the end of the day. I agree with that, but I think that Netflix would have edited it in like a Tiger King sort of way where it's like you're on one person's side, but then all of a sudden the next episode, like everything changes and you hate that person. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Carol <laughs> so that would have been Baskin. interesting, but yeah, Carol fucking Baskin. Uh, uh, I, think, I think it was a really well done documentary. I think that it was good that it showed the highs and the lows like the fun party scenes but then how people were being destroyed behind the scenes because of that I really enjoyed Mm -hmm. it I was happy that it wasn't six or eight episodes it was three tight episodes it didn't feel too drawn out it didn't feel too long I do think that they could have done a little bit more about the aftermath like how long he spent in jail what he's doing now I would have liked to hear a little bit more about that and then maybe even some court audio or something. I don't know. Yeah. I could probably could have gone with like one more episode or they could have done one hour episodes for all three of them to add a little like an extra half hour. I would have liked to hear like the where are they now portion of it. Same. Because I Same. felt it kind of ended quickly. But other than that... I thought it was awesome. I cannot believe it took this them this long to put it out, honestly. I thought a documentary like this would have been out years ago. But I truly enjoyed it, and I hope that everyone else did too, and that they enjoyed listening to the podcast. I agree. So, uh, question. Back in the day, since you were like, I was going to say in on this, Jesus. <laughs> you were kind in of. on it, but you know what I mean. Uh, you were watching it unfold. Yeah. Right. Did you know who Charlotte Laws was at that no. time? Um, okay. I guess when it start, 
I guess that there were some posts about how someone was coming after him. And I just didn't know all the specifics. And I knew that there were accusations about hacking and that that's why he had to get arrested and all of that. But I didn't specifically know her name or her photo or who she was as an individual. So, hmm. yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. The whole situation's crazy. It's I love seeing how far things have come. Yeah, because. You know, as much as like we laugh at like woke culture and canceled culture and all this. Stuff, oh, it's like a necessity. Some things, yeah, some things definitely are for the better. Oh yeah, yeah. It's sometimes some things that in this woke will culture go never too happen far. Again. Like some things in woke culture go too far. You're at the point where you feel like you can't say anything because you're gonna be. Don't even get me started. I'm on this kick right now about Andrew Tate, and I'm like, Andrew Tate is an actual criminal that actually has done violent things against women and moved to a country where rape is not illegal oh that's a tiktok guy that says all the controversial shit right right he says that like women shouldn't drive he says that like girls who do only fans are like whores this and that he's a a horrible person if a girl, if a guy is dating a girl and she has an Instagram, then she's a whore and she's fucking every guy and that guy should go for virgins and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so he's a horrible uh, person. He, he, he preaches like very fucked up things, but someone like that has a platform. Yeah. Like at first I thought that he was just like an internet troll, but it turns out like, no, he's an actual violent That's criminal. really how Anyways, he is. That's sick. He, he, someone like that has a platform and millions of followers and is making millions of dollars, but then like look at all of the celebrities who have actually contributed like beautiful pieces of art to the world like look how many of them have been canceled for very like minor things Mm -hmm. yeah I mean again bringing it back to my TikTok account like saying that the way that Brittany is acting is abusive maybe the things that she's saying particularly are not abusive but they're not in line with the situation like in the one video her son it's dark in the bedroom he's like ready to go to sleep or he was asleep and she comes in and wakes him up because she wants to put lotion on his face and when he's like no I'm fine I don't need it she starts going off about how it's her house and it's her rules and if she wants to come in the middle of the night wake him up and put lotion on his face then she's gonna do that and he needs to respect her and blah 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 that is abusive behavior because your child is sleeping. They don't want to put lotion on their face. Leave them alone. They don't want you to touch them. And the re- yeah, that's fucked up. The reaction, the reaction is not in line with what's happening. The over the top and the my house and respect me and this and that. It doesn't suit the situation. And that's right there where it becomes abusive because your child has been woken out of their sleep and is now getting yelled at. Isn't that abusive? If you were sleeping and your boyfriend came in and woke you up and started yelling at you about how you need to respect him in his house and he wants you to put lotion on your face so you're going to do it, would you think that that was abusive behavior? Uh, Yeah. Okay. So Britney's being abusive, but then you'll see everyone on there telling me to shut the hell up. I don't have a right to have an opinion. Shut my mouth. I don't have any kids. I'm only 12. I don't know what it's like. And it's like, 
people will want, people will silence someone like me for making an observation as a child of an abusive home that I can say, yes, this is, this is a form of abuse. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem with like the woke culture. Shut your mouth. Britney's the queen of pop. I guess that means she can abuse her kids. Like. She sang Baby yeah. One More Time 25 years ago, so she can do what she wants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, d TikTok came after me recently, too, for the whole OVO Fest thing and me saying that I didn't think that Nikki looked like she wanted to be there and stuff. And I had all these people come after me being like, you don't know. You're clearly not a Nicki Minaj But that's fan. your and opinion. I'm like, I've seen Nicki Minaj three times in concert. I know she can put on a better performance than what she did. Sorry. She had a baby and came back to performing. And now she, like, doesn't perform the same. Yeah. Sorry if that's wrong to say. Well, and it's, Anyways. it's your... And, and people went after you when you were talking about Machine Gun Kelly. Like, telling you, shut the hell up. You're a, you're a uh, fan girl or you're a tour bus girl. He called me a cunt. It's just a fact it's of life. Fact. It happened. But you should shut the hell up because other people like Machine Gun Kelly and you deserved it, bitch. Like, yeah, the world exactly. is a crazy place. And if you have the majority idea, idea, then you're fine. But if you go against that, you should shut the hell up and mind your own business. Mm -hmm. That's how it is. But anyways, I don't know how we got off on that tangent, but... Um, Hope you guys enjoyed the, the podcast. Make sure you're keeping an eye and an ear out because we have a new project that we're doing and it's going to be a lot of fun and we're super excited. We're actually working on it behind the scenes, but we haven't released it yet. So as soon as it is out, we will let you know. Uh, it's going to be candy to your ears. You guys are going to love it. And thank you for listening. Justine, put out your info. Listen to The Shore Store if you don't already, please. I just put out an episode, uh, a Where Are They Now episode about Jersey Shore side characters. Oh my God, how fun. Fun to talk about. So that's awesome. Listen, listen to The Shore Store. Follow me at Shore Store Pod on Instagram. And if you want to follow my TikTok as well, it's Justine Elizabeth 716. And that's about it. I just changed my TikTok to Resting Bitch Pod at Resting Bitch Pod. Make sure you guys go there. It's kind of like right now more lifestyle type of stuff, but I'm actually going to be focusing a lot more on the podcast that we're doing um, because I already have like a following on TikTok. So I'm going to mm -hmm. use that to the advantage. And uh, so TikTok, Resting Bitch Pod, Instagram, Resting Bitch Pod. Please leave a positive review for the podcast. It definitely helps. Check the link tree in the bio. And we love you. Bye. Bye.